0: I am going to very quickly go through several principles relative to spiritual warfare that work. I would like to take time to share with you about six major things that agreement in prayer this week have has brought about. So it does work. The first thought I want to introduce to you, and I'm going to introduce segments of thoughts, just just fragments really, is that the Scripture says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge i have never been more convinced of that we are up against an intelligent enemy ephesians chapter 6 says that we should not be ignorant of his wiles and we the scripture tells us we should not be ignorant of the of the devil's devices it uses the word wiles in referring to him that is a military term that means the strategy of a skillful manager or leader. And that is what the devil is. He is very skillful. He is very intelligent. He has one purpose. Brother Crete explained it so well last night, and that is to, to absolutely defeat and send your soul to an eternal punishment. He is already doomed, and he knows it. He does not care about you. He only is trying to strike out at God. And we do not have to fear him, and I will explain why. But we will perish if we have a lack of knowledge. Jesus said, It is written. And with what was written, he defeated Satan. We have become more than conquerors because Jesus gave himself for us. Now, I want to explain just a little bit about what demonic activity can do. There is one devil. We often refer to the devil, Satan, Lucifer. There is only one. But when he fell, he took with him a group of angels, which became fallen angels, are demons, demonic spirits. The demonic spirits are a horde and a host. Brother Hale introduced a thought to you yesterday that was just tremendous about how there are no more demons being created or whatever happens with demons. And so therefore, as the church grows and as population grows, it is more difficult for them to come against us. And yet there are hordes of them. And they have been smart enough to seek avenues of influence which is as brother and I won't go over that brother Hale's already been over it but the host of evil spirits appeal to the innate sin and they disrupt social order now listen to me evil spirits demonic activity is responsible for most of or all of life's unpleasantness all of life's unpleasantness personality conflicts Inferior feelings, unhappiness, depression, guilt, the whole bit, it all instigates with demonic activity. What we have not made a real understanding of is there's a difference in demonic interference and demonic possession. There are not... Not very many people, and yet in in the world there are, but I'm talking about in the ranks that you you live in. There's not just a host of people who are demon-possessed, but we all fight demonic interference. Demonic interference comes to your mind. That's the battlefield. Demons spoke in the Bible. They spoke, and they still speak. And they bombard your mind with all kind of thoughts. They are well organized. But now I want to tell you the other side of the story. And I have to go back to the Garden of Eden. And I hope I can get enough of this said for it to make sense. When God put man and woman in the Garden of Eden, He gave them dominion. That means they could rule over the earth. When they fell, and you remember it was demonic interference. A suggestion a thought and it was the same principle thought that made Satan himself fall if you will do this you will be something else and they fell when man fell in the garden he lost dominion he gave it to Satan he has now become the god of this world the prince and power of the air But all claims of Satan were canceled when Jesus Christ came and defeated him. Now, don't take time to clap. I've got some things that I must say to you. When Jesus came, he was born after the seed of God. He did not come under that same curse Except he was in the flesh. He lived the perfect life. One time Jesus said, Satan has come to me and he has found nothing in me. He was the perfect example of man. So when he died, he restored or he gained control of that kingdom again. He brought it back. And he said in Matthew 28 and 18, All power is given unto me. And in Luke 10 and 19, he said, I give unto you power over all, or the authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, in spiritual warfare, you have to understand that legally. Now, let me see if I can bring this to you. Legally, the kingdom is already won and the war is won. We fell, we lost dominion. Jesus came, He restored the kingdom. He has called us into the kingdom. We are now born of Him. We have put on Christ. And the kingdom is already established. The back of the book is already written. There is a warfare going on, but Satan is already defeated. But people perish for a lack of knowledge. And people do not know that Satan has no rule over them if they are in the kingdom of light. Now, are you following me? I hope. When you are born of God, when you are filled with the Spirit, you are translated, Colossians says, out of the kingdom of darkness, and you have come into the kingdom of light. When you are a citizen of God's kingdom... You are protected by the laws of that kingdom. And that kingdom has already been declared the ruler, the winner. It's going to all be over with. Now, look what you're dealing with. The devil is defeated, but we're still in warfare. Well, how does that work, Sister Tenny? It's pockets of resistance. He is still trying to make advances. And in warfare, there are casualties. So if he cannot, you see, the war, the war started in heaven when Satan rose up against God and said, I will ascend into the throne. You know that. It, the war still continues. It was just booted out of heaven and it is in a different location. He knows he is defeated, but if he can make you a casualty of the war, that's what he's after if he can make you a casualty of the war, is what he wants to do. Now, I'm just kind of pulling from some of the things I've been studying. I want to mention something to you that the Lord really dealt with me about this week. Submission is a key to spiritual victory. Now, the reason submission is a key to spiritual victory. uh, Let me tell you a little story about the war between the North and the South. There was a fellow that just didn't want to get... He didn't want to lose either way. He didn't know exactly what he wanted, so he put on the coat of the north, the pants of the south. And what happened to him? He didn't belong to anybody. And both sides shot him. A house divided against itself cannot stand. When you're not under submission, the devil lays claim to you because his original sin that started the war was rebellion. Rebellion is the opposite of submission. And when you, when the devil comes against you, even if your Holy Ghost filled, and he comes against you and you try to fight him and there is rebellion in your heart and you're not submitted, he says, hey, look, you're all mixed up. You belong to me. You're wearing part of my uniform. That's my identity. And you are powerless to come against him if you're not living a submitted life. People perish for a lack of knowledge. But now, talking about these pockets of resistance, according to the Scripture, and, and I have many notes. I, I cannot follow them because I don't have the time. According to the Scripture, the devil is a defeated foe. You have all power. Now, remember, Jesus took back dominion. And He said, I have all power. Then he, before He left the earth, He turned to His disciples and He said, Now you have all power. There is not one foe of the devil that can stand against you but if you don't know that you will perish you must understand that he cannot stand up against you we have the power of the name we have the power of the blood and we have the power of the word the devil cannot stand up against the name he is the Lord of the universe he cannot stand up against the blood the blood is what purchased back the kingdom and purchased me He cannot stand up against the Word of God because it cannot be broken. He trembles at that. But you have to learn to use it. And if you use it with a submitted feeling, a submitted heart, He cannot stand against you. And you will have to understand that in order to defeat Him. And I had a thought that I was fixing to give you and I forgot it. I am just having to pull out of this. Um... It will come back. In the meantime, let me tell you something else. You need to have a kingdom orientation like I've just talked to you about, but I want to talk to you just a minute about the eternal purpose because that makes warfare make sense. You're not just saved from sin. Any of you that just always are dwelling on the fact that you're saved from sin and from hell, you've got a very narrow vision. And without objectives and goals, you know you have to have something to work towards, something that enthuses you, something that makes you want to. Okay, you're not just saved from sin. You are saved unto the eternal kingdom of God. God designed you when you were born with certain abilities for you to rule and reign in this earth. I believe and have believed all of my life. God has a perfect plan for me. He knows what I'm to do in the kingdom here, and he has equipped me to do it. And he also knows what I'm to do there. Do you know there's going to be a literal kingdom up there somewhere? Literally, we are going to live and rule and reign forever and ever with Jesus Christ over all of the universe. And having a clear-cut vision that you're not just saved from hell, but you're saved to the eternal purpose makes sense of everything. So he is equipping you to use authority. That's why you have to pray. Prayer doesn't do anything for God. Prayer doesn't persuade God. Prayer doesn't bribe God. Neither does fasting. Prayer is where I learn to exercise authority against the resistance forces of the kingdom. And I come against those resistance forces, and the more. That's why James could say, when you fall into diverse temptation, count it all joy because you're learning a whole lot of things. That's why Paul said, when I have all of these infirmities, when I am weak, I have become strong because I am fighting against the foe and I'm pushing back the kingdom of darkness. And as I do that, I am learning to take authority. And when I get to the other side, there's a crown laid up for me and I'm going to rule and reign according to what I have overcome here. God's got a master plan and it's beautiful he has given you all authority over every enemy the devil cannot come against you but you've got to know it now my thought has returned the devil has only two things he has no power over you Don't go around talking about what the devil can do, what the devil can do. Listen, you can walk up and look him in the eye and say, Mr. Devil, I am totally submitted to my pastor, my parents, and the word of God, and you can't touch me. His only two devices is he bluffs and he deceives. He has no power. Christ said, I've taken the power back. The power that the enemy had come in and stolen. Satan's a thief. He'll steal everything, but he has to steal it. And God has legally given us the victory, but we have to take it. He says it's against the law, devil, for you to steal from these people. But the law doesn't do it for me. I have to walk up and take it back. And I can and I do not have to fear the devil if I am living submitted. And according to the word, he bluffs, he deceives. He comes up to you and he says, you just don't know what I can do. Bluffs you out, scares you out. And if you don't have any knowledge, and where do you get your knowledge? People perish for a lack of knowledge of this. I wish I had time to give you everything I would like to. But we are in warfare. My time is up. The kingdom of God has a great plan for you. If you think Scott Smith's story is wonderful and it was tremendous about what God did for him, do you know what that is? That is one young man that submitted himself to the plan of God for the kingdom of God on this earth. Now then, if you think that's great, I wonder what God has planned for Scott Smith in the kingdom that is to come. If he would take him a stuttering, fat, inferior feeling, whipped down little boy and bring him out and put him in that position so that he could have pushed the kingdom of darkness back here and he has exercised that. He has exalted him here. He is blessing him here. What's he got planned up there? I live every day of my life. I interpret everything that comes against me two ways And and this will be my last thought. I'll have to close. Two ways to interpret what happens to you. Now, don't let me forget that because I don't have any... I've got to go back and tell you something else. You know the story. All of you know the story about the potter on the wheel, the wheel, you know, the, the clay. Let me give you just a little out, uh, analogy to help you understand that. The wheel is the monotony of everyday living. Just around and around and around and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, January, June, July, September, over and over and over and over. The pressure applied to a Christian are the hands of God molding you into the vessel he wants. Now you have to understand that the wheel goes this way and the hands go this way and it produces friction. And the reason friction has to be produced is because imperfections have to be discovered. Because you see, you're looking at one that I've got a lot I'm going to do for the kingdom in this world before I leave this world. I've got big dreams. I have big plans. I'm going to do some things for the kingdom. I'm pushing against the force. And as long as I resist, I'll never give in. Brother Barnes, stand up here just a minute. I'll show these kids something. This is resistance. As long as I resist, the devil has no power against me. He cannot touch me. But now just push hard, Brother Barnes. All I have to do is quit resisting and I go down. As long as you resist in warfare, if you're submitted, he can't touch you. Hang in there. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And you can silence him. Jesus one time spoke to demons and he said, You hush. You can make the devil quit talking to your mind. The scripture tells me I am one of his sheep and the sheep know his voice and no other voice will they listen to. If they are submitted to following him, you can silence the devil talking to your mind. And so this, uh, and I, I forgot where I was again, with the potter, the potter on the wheel. And so you've got to understand some certain principles. When that potter feels a little gravel in that clay You know what he does? He gouges, he digs that out, or he crushes it, starts all over again. Now, is that because the potter's mean? That's because the potter has a beautiful design for that thing. And he knows that when he gets through forming it, he's going to put it through the fire, and if there's an imperfection, it'll crack. Now, let me tell you, this will give you a good explanation. When somebody comes against you and you have problems, personality conflict are always demonic oriented now that's a tough statement because it is the will of God that we live in love, joy, peace long suffering kindness, gentleness patience, tenderness all of those things are God's way all of the other is manifestations of the flesh strife, envy, jealousy All that kind of business. And it's demonically inspired. Now, I don't mean you're demon-possessed, but it is the thoughts of demonic interference in our life that happens. Okay, somebody comes against me and does me wrong. I mean really wrong. They talk bad about me. First of all, you've got to take a lesson from Jesus when he looked at Peter and he said, Satan, get thee behind me. He was not meaning that Peter was demon-possessed. What he was saying is, Satan has been messing with your mind, Peter. He's put thoughts in your mind that are not in accord to the will of God. So he loved Peter and rebuked the devil. And that helps you tolerate people who are forever bugging you. Okay, now you understand that all evil comes from demonic interference. And so we don't wrestle against flesh and and blood. We're not fighting each other. The devil is a deceiver and he has shifted our vision from fighting him to fighting each other. So there's all kind of strifes and jealousies and backbiting and bickering and all kind of stuff like that. And it's not the person. It's the demonic interference with that person's mind. We don't wrestle against that. And as long as you're fighting the people, you're never going to hit the real enemy. So understand that principle. Now let me tell you something else that God does, and this is connected to the eternal purpose. Okay, when that person has come against me and really mistreated me, I decide how I will react to every action, it's my choice. When I decide how I will react, that is the point at which imperfections are uncovered in my own Christian character. And the reason, and that's the potter finding a gravel and exposing it to me and if you really get the eternal purpose and you understand spiritual warfare, then what you do is you say, "Uh uh-oh, there is an imperfection. I've got a bad temper. I've got a bad spirit. I've got jealousy in my heart. I feel a striving spirit. And if you identify that it's demonic interference, then you can get rid of it and you're sailing on your way to the higher heights in God and the deeper depths. Paul said, I press. I strive. I'm after it toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We get the idea that all we're striving for is to someday get out of this world and float around forever on a cloud. There's a whole lot more to it than that. There is a kingdom out there. God is going to come back and bring everything under His feet. And when He does... Warfare will be over and those who have endured hardness as a good soldier and those who have striven and those who have advanced through the ranks. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven and be a buck private. I've got got ambition. Nothing wrong with it either. When I get there, I plan to have something to do for the rest of eternity. You know what he said? He said, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over this. I don't know what he's got for me, but whatever his perfect plan, wherever he has suited me, for whatever he has equipped me, you're looking at one that I'm going to press. I'm after it. And I do not have to take defeat. I am in a warfare, but I follow the victor. I follow the captain of my salvation who has already sewed it up It is already done. The warfare is won. All I've got to do is cast down the strongholds, cast out every imagination, every thought that would raise itself against the Word of God, and pull down the strongholds of the enemy. I have every equipment to do it. He's not too smart for me. He is not too wily for me. I have the Word of God. I have the mind of Christ. I have the name, I have the word, I have the blood, and I have the victor in my soul. And Satan can't do anything but bluff me or deceive me because I have been given all power over the enemy. And if you will learn to live like that, and let me tell you what else. Worship, and I will be through worship, is so vitally important. Israel never went to war without singing. Singing and worship and Singing and worship and marching, it all goes together. When you have done everything you know to do and you are still just standing there, and that's a military term too. The Bible's full of it. Then you burst out in a song, a song not about you, but a song that glorifies him. I love to sing the songs that exalt him. The devil will not stay where God is praised. He will leave. God bless you. That's just a little bit on warfare. I hope it's helped you.
1: Great, let's give her a hand Let's give the Lord a hand Let's stand up I tell you what We heard some powerful stuff And we're going to resist the devil And he's going to take off running Like a scared yard cat From a roaring lion To a scared yard cat He's going to have his tail tucked And his horns folded down My truck's got fold-down mirrors on it. So if you go get in tight spots, you can fold them. If you go through the car wash, you have to fold them in. Mark, let me say something.
2: You say something. I'll tell you something.
1: Did you ever read the scripture
2: where it said, the devil goes about as a roaring lion? Now, uh, I've been privileged to travel all over the world, and I've been to Africa many times. I've been out in the wilds. And seeing prides of lions not in cages but in their natural habitat. Now I was well protected. But let me tell you about the term roaring lion. Now he said the devil is a roaring lion. Lions that are stalking prey do not roar because the prey would run. The lions that roar the most are the old lions that have lost their teeth and their fight. And all they've got left is intimidation, a roar. Now what does that tell you about the devil? Jesus Christ pulled his fangs and declawed him on Calvary. And all he's got left is a roar. Oh, hallelujah. Now he can intimidate you. He can bluff you. He can frighten you. But Paul said sin shall not have dominion over you. John said he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. And what the apostle was telling us when he said the devil goes about as a, as a roaring lion is. He's been defanged. He's been declawed. All he can do is gum on you a little bit. And better than that, make you gum on one another. Spiritual warfare. Resist the devil and he'll what? Now, yeah, but it says something before that that we overlook. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. A lot of fellas jump in at the wrong place. Resist the devil. Jump in the verse before. Submit yourself therefore to God. Then resist the devil and he'll flee. And the word flee in the Greek means run in fear. When you resist him, the devil gets afraid and he runs. Because what you've got in you is what defeated him at Calvary. You, you go back with this concept that Sister Ten has given you. Of a warrior. Praise God. Huh. Put on the whole armor of God. You know we quote that. But that's a command. Put it on. You know what I do? I'll get up in the morning. Mentally you can put on the whole armor of God. He literally meant for us to do that. When you're putting your shoes on, say thank God. ha. My feet are being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Say that to yourself. When you put on your shirt or your blouse, I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. When you begin to fix your hair, comb your hair, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation to protect my mind and my mental area. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when you, when you put your belt on, or your sash on, I'm girding my loins. Oh if you literally or at least mentally see yourself as putting on the whole armor of God then you are dressed to defeat the devil. The sword of the spirit which is the word of God. He meant for us to literally do that not just quote that scripture. Every morning when you get up, would you think of going out without your trousers on and your shirt on? And pardon me, your underclothes on? You'd be going out naked. And that's not nice. But yet we never think anything about getting up in the morning. Then we go out and we're KO'd and we're knocked down. Dear God, why did that happen to me? Why didn't you have your helmet on? I forgot it. Why didn't you have your breastplate on? I forgot it but he hits me from every side. I wasn't looking for it. That's what that shield of faith, you can move that shield of faith around for any area that's not covered. The only place that is not provided for in the armor of God is the back, and that's because you're never supposed to turn and run. You're always supposed to face the devil because you are equipped to defeat him. I tell you, I feel something rising in the kingdom of God. God is bringing forth a generation of warriors.
0: Let me give you a little secret practice thought replacement. For every negative, depressive, lustful, jealous thought, learn to quote a scripture and the devil will quit giving them to you. Learn thought replacement. And if you can't think of the scripture, just start praising God. I praise you, God, that you're bigger than this. You're mightier than this. You're all powerful. You have all glory. I give you praise, hallelujah.
2: And let me tell you this. Sometimes the devil will remind you of things you've done and say, you've made a mess. Look at your past. You'll never amount to anything whenever the devil reminds you of your past you remind him of his future you just tell him where he's going and where he's going to be for eternity yeah devil i got a past but it's under the blood and you're not going to torment me let's talk about your future there's a lake of fire waiting for you hey There's streets of gold waiting for me There's wilds of Jasper There's the throne of God I'm telling you Satan is a liar And you are tailor made devil defeaters We're getting ready for the greatest revival In the history of the state of Louisiana And I want to be a part of it
0: Sister Mangan, wait now. We got to talk. We don't have time for that. This is warfare. You learned, and then Sister Mangan's going to say something. You learned to be specific. Specific. Jesus spoke to demons specifically. Thou deaf and dumb. Thou whatever. He called them by name. When you find something in your life and you realize it's demonic interference, you speak to that demon. You demon of lust in the name of Jesus, I bind you and I cast you out. You demon of jealousy, I bind you and I cast you out. I resist you because the Bible says, and quote a scripture, love one another. Speak to it specifically.
3: There are many here who have received this. Your future is as bright as the promises of God. And I'm like Sister Teni, now just hold your clapping for just a few minutes. This tape will be more valuable to you because it's the basics of the steps that you must take to get where you're going in that eternal purpose. And God says that everything that will ever come in your life is going to work to help you fulfill that eternal purpose the sun the moon and the stars the rain everything that's happening is working for you to find your fulfillment in that eternal purpose and so she has given you the basics and then brother Tenny has kept it off to show you you have nothing to fear because all he can do is gum you but you've got to follow me hold it you've got to have this spiritual warfare for training For the eternal purpose to equip you, your biceps, your body is going to fit into that. This habitation of God, this quarry that where God dug you out, that God is silently putting together. If you will follow, say, if I'll listen, if I'll submit, if I'll get this tape, and if I'll listen to this over and over, I'll have a testimony. I'll have an experience. I can overcome an impediment. I can overcome all things and then I can sit down with the overcomers. Say, I can overcome everything. you got to have something to come over to be an overcomer. So she's given you the warfare to make you a what? Say, I, I can come on over it with these basics. And to sit down with the overcomers, i got to come over all of this. Now I'm going to shut up. But let me tell you, and some of you back there, I want to tell you how many of you out here, you've played ball. Girls and boys, hold your hands up. Yeah, we we'll Say, we all play ball. Don't you know the, don't you know the principles of ball? The balls in your court. Now just stop just a minute and think. This has been loaded on you young people. Jesus Christ looked at one man and said, Been better, you'd have never been. I can sit down with the overcomers. I can get a crown of righteousness. I can get a crown of glory. I can get a crown. I can be a winner. Say, I can be a winner. Be a winner. But the ball's in my court. I've got to leave here now and get the ball out. I've got to do something about all of this. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And now, let me just tell you one more thing. Say, I can shout. I can, shout. I can, get, a blessing, I can get a blessing. But a blessing doesn't break that spirit that's, that's got a hold of some of us. I battle spirits, but if that spirit ever wraps me around like an old cobra snake will wrap you up, we've got to break the spirit in some of us. Say me. Say me. If there's a spirit of worldliness, if there's a spirit of of jealousy, if there's a spirit of lust, if there's a spirit that's trying to block, hold me in check, say, I've got to break that spirit and say, I'll stay after this. I'll stay after this until I break that spirit. I don't want just a blessing. I want a deliverance. I want a deliverance, say a deliverance, and say every day, say every day, say every day. Every day these basics, every day these basics, every day I'm going to be an overcomer, every day I'm going to lay my pillow on my head, on my pillow at night, and I'm going to be an overcomer that day, that hour, that minute, that second. Let's praise the Lord and thank Him, we're going to be an overcomer.
4: Thank you, Sister Mangan, Brother Tenney, Sister Tenney. Just an illustration, how the devil captures your mind. Just like a hypnotic. See this pen? If I said I'll give every one of you five dollars a piece, if you won't think of this pen for the next five minutes, when you look at it, you think of it. There's no way. But if I... Instantly lay this down and said, I've got a hundred dollar bill for every one of you. March by. You could easily forget this pen. Your mind's on the hundred dollars. Replace that evil thought instantly with a good thought, something positive, something scriptural. That's the way you whip the devil in your minds. In Jesus' name, do it. Well, I command you, Satan,
1: in the name of the Lord To pick up your weapons and flee Get out of here For God has given me authority to walk all over One thing I don't like about this song It says, God has given me authority to walk all over thee I don't like to call him thee I like to call him you because he ain't worthy to be called thee well, I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, to pick up your weapons and flee. For God has given me authority to walk all over you. Oh, I command you, Satan, and the sing it. March a little bit while you're singing. two, come on, everybody. If some of you don't march, I'm going to get a monitor to make you march cuz we in a battle. Hallelujah. I command you Satan in the name of the Lord to pick up your weapons and flee. God has given me authority. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, I command you Satan in the name of the Lord to pick up your weapons and flee. God has given me hallelujah. All over you And he's gone. Resist him, he's gone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, you're dismissed till 11:15.